Welcome to Pageant Planets Podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome everyone to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discovered how to win the crown. Today, Jesse and myself are covering the life of Alea Benavidez. Jesse, set the stage for us. Stephen, today's podcast is a very well-known woman in the pageant and the reality TV world, Alea Benavidez. Alea was Miss Texas USA 2019 and competed for the title of Miss USA. And she was a crowd favorite to win the title, and it surprised many supporters when she did not make it into the semifinals based on her previous pageant success. Yeah, she is a former Miss United States 2016 and is no stranger to being in the spotlight, whether it be on the pageant stage, on the cover of a magazine, or on one of the most popular television shows in reality TV. Being a professional model is just another tool in Alea's belt. She has graced the cover of three magazines and her work has been featured in ads in magazines across the country. And now Alea is involved in a different type of competition. You can see Alea if you turn on ABC on Monday nights. She's vying for the love. I'm like hesitating because I'm like, it's kind of past tense, but I don't want to be super spoiler alert. <laughs> but she's vying for the love of Peter Weber on this season of The Bachelor, which is one of Steven and my favorite shows. Yes. Her... I'd say it's Ronata in my favorite shows and Steven just watches. Yeah. So. It's one of those things where like I'm working in the office. Renata's like, okay, do you get your calls tonight? Okay, great. I'm going to catch up on The Bachelor. And then, you know, I'm not interested. I'll go from my office to the kitchen, but I'm like, all right, who's still in the running with Peter? And then you're, so, still, you're a little interested. Yeah, when no, you're a little I am. You're in the kitchen than you will admit. No, I, absolutely. And then I'll leave the office door open so I can still hear it and I'll start <laughs> cracking up at like all the caddy banner between the girls. I'm like, oh, Too or much. it was so cheesy. I'm like, oh, God, so cheesy. And when I was like, don't ruin it for me. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, seriously, though, it's like, it's not even realistic. And she's like, yes, it is. <laughs> it's darn good TV is what it is, okay? I know. It's her favorite. So anyways, but we'll get more into that down down the uh, down the road. But um, <laughs> where are we? Okay. I already said my part. You said yours. Okay. So her radiant looks and really beautiful complexion. I mean, she really is gorgeous. Will capture your attention at first, but she's much more to offer that to like any pageant or just like the bachelor she's pursuing a phd in american literature education literature public speaking are all in her skill sets and alaya is taking advantage of every opportunity that comes her way and making the most of each experience let's take a look at how her success came to be and one of my favorite fun facts on the very earliest stages of her pageant journey alaya was a pageant planet vip before she was crowned miss texas united states so I want to say she was one of my first clients as our queen of coaching. And immediately I was like, oh, this girl's got it. Like she was so sweet, so naturally gorgeous. I feel like she would jump on her sessions like after a workout. I'm like, please stop being so effortlessly perfect. Um, <laughs> and we like, built to help build her platform. And she was working with the team. And like I was not surprised when she won Miss Texas United States and then Miss United States from there. So yeah. very happy to be even a blip of her journey. Yeah. I have her we have her testimonial on the site still, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like on the, the VIP landing page. So yeah, it's, yes. um, which is just pageantplanet.com slash prep. Um, but yeah, so 
Alea, she was born and raised in San Diego, Texas, and growing up, Alea's ambitions did not really know any limits, and dreams of becoming a professional model, beauty queen, book author, and professor were never just dreams. They were something that she could actually make into a reality. And we all know that most pageant queen stories do not come without some sort of hardship along the way. And in high school, Alea was diagnosed with dyslexia and was told she should switch her classes to get additional help and that she should expect a change in her grades. And while these professionals probably had good intentions with telling Alea the reality of what her expectations should be, that just did not fit into Alea's mindset. Yeah, dyslexia could have been the disability that held Alea back, but instead, like it propelled her forward stronger and more determined than ever. Her life motto then became work smarter and strive harder. This helped her excel in AP and dual credit classes. Yeah, and for those listening who are not familiar with dyslexia, I should have looked up the formal definition, but essentially when you're reading, um, your your brain jumbles a lot of the letters together, moves them around, so it's just not as easy. So for her to remain in AP and dual credit classes is astounding because the amount of focus and determination like through the roof has to be. Yeah, and for the those of our interna- international audience that maybe don't have AP classes, it's just like advanced classes. So you're yeah. you're taking the most advanced based on your um your your grades or your your um, mm-hmm. college uh, semester or whatever, right? Yeah. Yep. And Alea knows how important reading and writing is to help children in their academic success, and that's what inspired her to develop a literacy platform for children called Read the way. Um, a common saying that Alea promotes is, if you read today, you can lead tomorrow. Love that. Reading has such a profound domino effect on our society is what Alea says. She said, if a child is not reading on grade level by the third grade, their choice, choice I'm sorry, chance of ever graduating from high school decreases sharply. 75% of inmates are illiterate. Literacy matters and it affects our children's outcomes. And this is a huge coaching moment because your disabilities can be your greatest ability. And when Alea was told she was dyslexic, she could have listened to the healthcare professionals and educational professionals that were working with her and changed the direction of her path in life. However, she chose to work smarter to prove that a disability does not always limit your ability to continue to accomplish your goals. And it's because of Alea's disability that she's now able to promote her platform and relate to so many children and people who have a difficult time with reading and she's making a much stronger connection with the people she meets because she's living a story of how her disability became her ability to achieve her goals, her education, her platform and in pageantry. And everyone likes to come back. Yeah. And you know, I always find it fascinating. Like people, Einstein's math teachers was like, he's not good at math. He probably won't accomplish anything. And like Alfredo, Ralph Waldo Emerson had a similar story about his literary background. And it's interesting how if you don't fit into um, society's mold of like, oh, this is what an intelligent person does, or like this is how an intelligent person scores on these tests or or whatnot, right? Then mm-hmm. it's almost like an immediate write-off. Like, uh, you, you probably won't be strong in this area. Right. And they just kind of chuck you aside. Whereas in this case, like you do have the choice and really, it's like the saying, all the water in the world won't sink your boat if you don't let it in. And the thing is, like, you ultimately can choose, like, is this going to be your truth, what they said, or is your truth your truth? And what I like about Alea is that her truth is her truth. And there is like a bit of a, a 
caveat, a bit of an asterisk sign by this, that you do want to naturally gravitate towards the things that you're both passionate about and that you're gifted on. Like a lot of times the things that come easiest to you are what your truest gift is. And a lot of people ignore those because it's just always come so easy. They always had it. And so they strive for the hard thing. Um, so there is like, that's a whole separate conversation. But like if someone labels you as less than because of a test score or because something like dyslexia, it doesn't have to define you and you don't have to make it your story. So mm-hmm. like if you mess up in a public reading, you don't have to tell everyone, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry, I have dyslexia, you know, and make excuses for yourself. You just right. like, oh, okay, I messed up on the word and you move on. Right. And it, like to your point, like you don't have to make it your story, but you can make it a positive story in the sense that Alea has where it's like, hey, look at all these things I was told I wasn't going to be able to do and look at everything I've accomplished despite that mentality. Yeah. And you can too. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you think you're up against a hurdle in your life, it's as big as you make it in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very, very strong. Yeah. Education is important to Alea, which is why she's taking the next step of her academic career. And she is currently pursuing a PhD at the University of Texas so that she can become an Ivy League professor. Wow, that's (laughs) impressive. She has Mm -hmm. a lot on her plate as she is working as an orthodontic assistant to pay her way through university. So no big deal. I want to be an Ivy League professor and working as an orthodontic assistant. So... Mm -hmm. Side note, I was talking to my dentist. I was getting some dental work done, and I was talking to actually his assistant. He wasn't in the room. I'm like, you all really do everything in your power to make this process as humiliating as possible. (laughs) I'm like, you put a bib on me for me to slobber. You put this thing where it's like my mouth is like all held open, and then you put goggles on me (laughs) on top of that, and I'm just sitting there, you know, and it just, it, it was very humorous to me how ridiculous I look. I took a selfie because I'm like, I look, I got to look so ridiculous. And I'm like, yep, I do. And then I showed her, I'm like, look at this. Look at what you do to me <laughs> just to work on my teeth. But anyways, I can imagine having all that stuff done if you're like a single guy sitting in there and then you see like and then all Alea beautiful. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I know. You're like, your face is numb. So drool is going and like, oh you, know, my just, gosh. you know, and then you're sitting up there looking at this like legit beauty queen. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe that's why she went on The Bachelor because everyone freaked out when they would see her. They were so intimidated by her. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, yep. that is hysterical and very true. Mm-hmm. All right, you're up. So, Alea, so <laughs> oh, I was, I was, I was, I was like, I was thinking about, does that happen for women the same way? That's why I was hesitating because I was like, I'm trying to think if I had a really good looking dentist or orthodontist or anything. Like, is it the same? Well, I mean, obviously, I, I'm speaking from a guy's perspective, but from the things I've heard, and you know, I mean, women are or men are a lot more visually stimulated than women. It's not to say that women can't find a guy like attractive or anything like that. But like for guys, I feel like so much of like, especially if you're single and on the hunt, like so much of it has to do with like, wow, that girl's really pretty. Like now it just doesn't matter as much. Like I'm married. So you might as well be a guy. Cause it's like, <laughs> it, it doesn't right. like, like, wow, I can, yeah, you're pretty, but I mean, it doesn't go anything beyond that. But for, well, Go ahead. 
if you if you're listening and you're a female listener and you ever had an embarrassing moment with what you would consider a very attractive male or female that intimidates you, let us know. Yeah. I'm very curious. And we'll, we'll like, well, actually, I mean, if we have your permission and well, we're assuming you, we have your permission if you share it, we'll like share it on the next podcast. We'll be like, oh, and by the way, because of the next pod, like, and we'll make reference to this one and we'll read your, or your funny story. Yes, for sure. And we'll do that to kind okay. of tailor end it and wrap it all up at the next one. But okay. Sorry for diver, <laughs> but I was lost in thought about that. Anyway, so Alea loves to study English and write poetry in her spare time. And another one of her ambitions is to become a published author. And she's living proof that you can accomplish any goal you set your mind on. And with her experience and credentials, she we look forward to seeing whatever book she comes to write. Yeah, there are many ways that Alea promotes her passions for literacy and style. She also is a business owner for a clothing brand, the Three Bs Boutique, based in Texas. This online fashion boutique also funds literacy initiative thanks to Alea's personal experience in community advocacy. It's three because Alea, her mom, and her sister launched the store together. And I was actually on her Instagram last night, and it was really cute Instagram. It was like these three little bees in the description. And I was like, oh, oh, B, B, her last name. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, so it's really cute, very well done, very well marketed. So what's the handle for it? So people can listen and can find it. I think it's three, AKA me. Oh yeah. I think it's three B's, but if you go on Alea's Instagram, she links to it. That's how oh, I perfect. found out about it. So Excellent. yeah, if you could go to Alea's, that'd be the easiest. And what I'll do also is I'll link to it in the show notes so everybody can find it. Perfect. Okay. I thank you for a friend. Um, so Leia has all the makings of a woman who is capable of not only winning a crown, but being a leader to others. Some of her early pageant successes, as we mentioned, um, she won Miss San Antonio, Texas Teen USA 2013, Greater Halotes, Texas MS 2015, and Miss San Antonio United States 2016. And she had this to say, she said, people have the have this assumption about pageants. They might think that contestants are catty, objectifying, or women who need validation, but that couldn't be further from the truth. It's kind of like a sorority in terms of how we feel about one another. It's a sisterhood in that we all hold um, each other up in respect and love. And in August 2016, Alea captured the title of Miss United States. And Miss United States is a national pageant that celebrates women of all walks of life. It empowers its contestants and title holders to be good and give back to the less fortunate. The pageant has eight age categories where the contestants compete in typical phases of competition, like private interviews, swimwear, sportswear, evening gown, and on-stage questions. Yeah. And I, I was actually the MC there. I didn't mention the that. The year one. she won? Yeah. I, and uh, Get out. Miss United States, we'll see, 2016. Ooh. Nope. I lied. Uh, no, because I did 2014, 2015, um, and 2016. I was like, I think I was like, nope. Um, so I think it was the year after. Yeah. I take it back. Never mind. Womp, okay. Womp. <laughs> yeah, because I remember texting you me like, hey, a former, Miss, a former VIP just won Miss United States. That right. sounds familiar to me in my brain. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't there. And oh, you know what? Yeah. That's why I was married. I was getting married during that time. Because it was there like, yeah, because I believe it was on the honeymoon and all that during that time. Because remember, it was like the month of July. I was gone. Either the wedding yes. or the honeymoon. Yeah. Okay. So 
Her experience as Miss United States gathered a large fan base uh, for her next expedition, which was Miss USA 2016. So first, Alea would have to win the title of Miss Texas USA. Seems easy for a formal national title holder with modeling, volunteering, and traveling experience, right? Well, think again. Alea represented San Antonio in order to compete at Miss Texas USA. She dazzled the stage in a beautiful red bikini for swimsuit and a silver sparkly gown with a high slit during evening gown. On her fourth trip, she won the judges over and Alea was crowned Miss Texas USA 2019. So it took her four tries as yeah. a national title holder to win Texas USA. There's like 100 girls that compete in Texas There's USA. It's competitive. So, yeah, so many. Well, and I think that goes to show this isn't the first time we've heard of a Texas USA winner competing several times. So kind of contradicts a lot of what we say in other podcasts where – you know, if you're not finding success, like it's maybe time to find another system that works for you. But there are certain states and certain pageants that value loyalty. And as you grow, um, they eventually reward that. So and again, there's not the same judges every year. So it's not like they're remembering you. But something to be said, like Crystal Stewart, seven times and then one Miss USA. Um, and I, th- I think there, I know there's several others. I think Lolo Lester, who was Miss Texas USA a few years ago, I think she had competed several times. But yeah, there's there's true loyalty in Texas USA for sure. Well, one of the things I found fascinating because one one of the things I like to do is just um, update our database of like, oh, who won what pageants, whatever. And I notice I'll start at like, let's say 2014 and then like work my way up to like, you know, 2020. But you notice the same with like, oh, she first started competing in 2014. Oh, she won an award in 2015. She got top 20. And 16, she placed top five and 17, you know, and it's like how they keep moving their way up from competitor to maybe winning an award to hitting top five to hitting first runner up to winning. And it's like, and sometimes it goes first runner up, fourth runner up, third runner up, win. And it's just like, oh, but you can see the secession and how people are learning how to compete within the system. So there definitely is something to be said for that. Absolutely. So on May 2nd, 2019, it shocked really millions of pageant fans when Alea, she didn't make the semifinals of the pageant. And the reason why, I mean, to put some context here, one, she's gorgeous. Two, there's so many girls that compete in Texas, USA. I mean, there's more girls that compete at Texas, USA than compete at Miss USA. So it's like if you win at Texas, USA, naturally, by like, you're going to do better at USA, right? Then mm-hmm. maybe let's say... Um, arbitrary state, but let's say Maine that has, um, again, we'll just say like 20 girls that compete versus, um, you know, Texas that has 100. And those numbers aren't completely accurate, but to show what I mean. So naturally, if a girl does really well, this is why you see states like Texas and California um, and New York consistently do pretty well, because there's so many girls that compete in those systems. By the time it comes to USA, they're just like, oh, okay, I've competed against 100. What's 50? And then they naturally do better. So, um, so, but anyways, back to the story, Chelsea Kirst of North Carolina, she went on to win Miss USA 2019 and Alea is a very classy contestant and in many interviews afterwards, she just congratulated the winner and the other contestants that she had the honor to meet. And like, she didn't make excuses for it. She didn't blame the judges. She didn't do anything like that. She was like, Oh, okay. Congratulations. It was fun meeting you. Mm -hmm. And she's very sentimental and she's excited to be keeping her red silk Sherry Hill evening gown her swimsuit and her opening number outfit to show her grandkids one day, which I love. Um, I sold my national winning evening gown and I regret it 
every I sold it for like a fraction of what I bought it for. And I'm like, why didn't I just keep it? Uh. So good, good move, Alea. And to no surprise, Alea never needed to win the title of Miss USA to continue her platform work. She still looks forward to completing her education and growing her online boutique. So like no shame in her game. Like it is what it is for her, which I love. Yeah. And to round out the story, like Alea made our uh, pageant planet best in pageantry awards like several times in the past and she was selected in the top 10 for best hairstyles and best headshots in 2018 but to go back to your thing do girls like like wedding gowns do they with their pageant dresses and get their dresses somewhat memorialized do you, do you, I you think heard, if, is that a thing yeah i think if there's a buyer it's a lot harder to keep it um, but I mean, I, I regret not keeping mine, but mine, mine was also not a stone on it. It retailed for less than $500 mm. and I sold it for more than half of what I got it for. So it was like not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I, I do regret the sentimental value of it. Mm. Got it. Cause I, I know Renata, she got her wedding dress, um, kind of memorialized, if you will, like it put in a case or whatever right. and like you know, hang in the closet. To, to show Preserved the is the proper Preserved. Term. Yeah. Thank you. Which you can go to. Uh, if anybody wants to do that, you can go to a retailer and most of them have programs or connections that will allow you to do that. So yeah. I would definitely probably go to more of a, a wedding store for that than like just a just a prominent pageant store. Um, but yeah, that's that's certainly a thing in the wedding industry. I just wasn't sure if it was or not in the pageant industry. Well, I have my custom sherry on a mannequin in my office, my pageant office, and it <laughs> uh-huh. lives there very happily. Um but I think with weddings, there's just a more clear tradition, like using a portion for your daughters or your daughter recreating it or using something. So I don't think there's the direct lineage for pageant dresses that there are in wedding dresses. Yeah, I could see that. I can see yeah. that. Okay. So, so we are caught up to speed. Miss USA has occurred. And now on to the next. So recently, we have seen several former Miss USA contestants transition to becoming contestants on The Bachelor. Last year, we saw Kaylin Miller-Keys and Hannah Brown. So Kaylin, I think, was North Carolina and first runner-up. Hannah Brown was from Alabama, and they were on Colton's season of The Bachelor. And although neither girl won Colton's heart, Hannah Brown went on to become the next Bachelorette, and Kaylin found love on the spinoff of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, with uh, the guy... um... Dean. Dean. I was going to say Drew, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he reminds me of my nephew so much. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, I, I see a lot of similarities. But anyway, so on the 24th season of The Bachelor, Alea, she makes her way on the show with former Miss Louisiana USA 2019 winner Victoria Paul. And I think a former Miss Iowa USA as well. But in previous years, we see the contestants on The Bachelor go on to accumulate millions of followers on social media, score big-name sponsorship deals, and even propel them further ahead in their careers. And I don't know, most of you may know this, may not, but a former Miss America is actually married to the executive producer of The Bachelor. Oh, I, I don't know if anymore, Stephen. Oh, no. Well, they, they made amends and got back together. They did? So what, so what wow. happened, what Jesse's making reference to is... Um, she was pregnant and supposedly he wanted her to get an abortion and she didn't, oh, I didn't wa- hear that. You're getting real into the tea. Well, yeah. So she, um, wanted, um, and this was like, you know, gossip news. So I didn't hear it directly from, from her, but, um, she was like, no, they got in a fight. Supposedly he hit her and then they were splitting up and like getting a divorce. 
And so there's some domestic violence issues there. And then it came out that like they were going to make amends and like get back together and, and work it out. But it was a really challenging time for her and him. And he's like 20 years her senior. And yeah. I did know this that like when she was Miss America, like he was one of the judges on the yes. Miss America panel and like pursued her like specifically throughout the reign and just like, hey, 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 hey. And then finally she was just like, okay. All right. Uh, and then give it a shot. And, you know, so anyways, that's that's the skinny with those two. And, well, oh, that's why I was saying. Laura Kepler is okay. that she went first in interview. She was the f- number one contestant of the whole pageant. Everyone freaks out being first. Don't freak out. Like yeah. You can still win the big title if you're first. Absolutely. And but like so a pageant girl is married to the executive producer, you know, so there could be like some I mean, it's a natural tie in, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, and I think that we'll continue to see more and more pageant girls because pageantry has such a built in following. And this is where the media just got it really wrong by saying what Alea was alluding to earlier that it's just like catty and girls in need of validations couldn't be further from the truth. And what more people and what the bachelor is showing is that they have like a fan base built in already. So you're just throwing like uh, gasoline and already lit fire. And really it helps the brand and any other brands that are associated with contestants and well-known contestants at that. Um, it's just going to help propel them forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this might seem ideal to the viewers as far as, the success of what comes after The Bachelor. It doesn't come without drama and gossip. Alea has was already suspected to have a boyfriend before auditioning for the season of The Bachelor. However, it doesn't stop Alea. She's looking for a man with strong goals in the future and will support her passions and ambitions that she chooses to pursue. Yeah, we even saw in Colton's season of The Bachelor how former friends Hannah Brown and Kaylin Miller-Keys got into some heated drama against one another. There's so many things that happen behind the scenes of pageantry and reality TV that we never know exactly what happened. Um, we can only hope that there is a better relationship for Alea and Victoria. But I w- I'll say, oh, go ahead, and then we'll start in the commentary. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, and things like don't work out with Pilot Pete in the end, like, Alea, she, like she always does, she has a bright future ahead of her, and love will find her its way to her when the time is right. So, like, she's going to be okay. Well, I mean, you got, she's so talented, and she's so gorgeous, and she's already accomplished so much in her life that really, like, being on The Bachelor, and while it's it's great, you don't have to have a lot of life skill to be on The Bachelor. It's not like they're looking for anything um, that, again, can you have you invented something or have you done something spectacular? It's not about that. Like, do you meet the personality profile? Do you have a certain look? Um, are you good for TV? Because at the end of the day, they sell viewerships. And, you know, with... I do have some experience in the reality TV world and like the behind the scenes. And I have friends that work on reality TV sets, some that have actually worked on the bachelor. And the thing that happens is like they're drinking in like every, every scene. So, I mean, if you're not of drinking age, you should know this, that like whenever there's a fight or whatever, there's a drama. Normally if you ask like, was there alcohol there? Yeah, there is, you know, so loosens inhibitions and it causes people to do things that maybe they wouldn't normally do. It just like looses inhibitions. So 
there's alcohol there for days. There's like food is here or there, hit or miss, right? So like you have these petite people with the stress of their, you know, they want to have a drink to kind of relax and then they have maybe too many and then they start anxiety or worry comes in and then it creates for dramatic TV. And so there's all those different factors and then, you know, Alea could have been talking to someone probably. I mean, she's attractive, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she had a boyfriend. Um, but like things like that can get very spun out of control, especially when you're in competition for a guy's heart. Well, and I don't know if I'm just protective of Alea um, because I know in her heart she's a very sweet person. Um, but I personally think we see the worst type of women. We see also the women on The Bachelor. So not every woman is going to fall into this category. But there are women that have have very low self-esteem and when they see women that do have self-esteem they want to tear them down because they are i don't want to use the word jealous they might have jealousy but they don't want to feel like they're the only people without self-esteem so i feel like alaya was caught in a lot of tangled webs in the bachelor and i really struggled to find what the core of that was like she didn't really do anything that was terrible or mean-spirited i think she just got on people's nerves which like is a thing when you're confident and you don't have any shame in who you are and people that do not have that same confidence don't like it. Yeah. So I am, I am team Alea. I hope that um, the world sees that in her heart, she is a great person. So, well, don't be that kind of woman. Yeah. So it's, Ugh. but this does happen in pageants too. So there's, a, there's an over override here. So mm-hmm. one, I'll say, um, you know, pageantry attracts a lot of um, strong independent, determined women. It does. Um, And so, how do I want to say this? Peter, you know, is... uh, Okay, I'll I'll just use me instead of Peter. So, my uh, personality, you have a tendency to attract your equal, but then also your opposite. So, all the girls I've dated in the past have been pretty much strong-willed, outspoken, just like (laughs) uh, type A personalities, right? Because I'm more like, I'm more laid back in, in my approach, like in my relationships, I'm a lot more laid back and it's just like, Oh, okay. Like whatever. I just go with the flow. So by default, I attract women that were more like aggressive, like my wife, like she's a type a. So I could see that, um, from pilot Pete, you know, his personality is very similar. He's very sweet. He's really like, just kind of seems like he's laid back and just like, Oh, okay. You know, just a good Southern charm guy. So I feel like he's attracted all these strong willed women, which is equal to, um, you know, pageants, like a lot of strong willed women compete. So what these girls are doing from what I'm seeing is like classic case of projection. You know, what most strong willed type a personalities do if they, um, they attack. Whereas if most people like myself, if you have a similar personality as me, when you feel threatened or whatever, you go into your shell. So you, you just like, you hide within yourself, you, you withdraw. Whereas again, if you're type A personality and you feel threatened, you attack. And these attacks that they're doing on Alea is more like classic case of projection. <laughs> Cause you see, oh, she is so like catty and manipulative. It's like, no, like all these scenes show that you're catty and manipulative, the person who's like accusing Alea of doing that. Mm-hmm. And so this stuff happens in pageantry in real world all the time because the contestants you're competing with, like they've known you for three minutes. So they don't know you well enough to really cast judgment. They're casting judgment based on what would what would they be doing if they did took a similar action as you. 
Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that your actions are, in this example, catty or manipulative. It just means that they're saying, if I did the action that you just did, I would be catty and manipulative because mm-hmm. that's how I come across. Because they don't know you well enough to really give a true assessment to who you are as a being. They can just judge you based on where they're staying, where Got they're it. standing in that moment. I completely get that. Okay. I think it's true from what we see on The Bachelor for sure. Yeah. So anyways, let's team Alea. Somebody on her, on her Instagram, she said she's a hopeless romantic. No doubt that she will find success and she'll be in other Bachelor series. We've not seen the last of her. And um, Oh, I hope she goes to paradise. She's perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll, she'll be she on there if she chooses to go. And she'll have success and she'll find her dream guy and happily ever after. And her followers would go up by millions. Yeah, cool. wouldn't it be – that's so funny that that, like, that was not a thing ten, 10 years ago. Yeah. I know that um, – so one of my friends, when I was modeling, um, I paid my way through college by working as a model. And one of the girls I modeled with and traveled around with, she got onto The Bachelor. And this was, pff, gosh, 2005, 2006. So she okay. was very early on. And she didn't make it past the, the first episode. Um, and for those that didn't know, like, so I was, um, like abstinence and all that. And like, so she was like, you should go on the bachelor. You'd be the most non getting bachelor on the planet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you should be. And then fast forward, it was like 2015 or 14, whatever. Um, I got like. Bachelors started following me on Twitter, like the Bachelor, and they're like, "Hey, if you ever want, to, like, because somebody's like, hey, you should be on the Bachelor,' and then they tagged the Bachelor, and the Bachelor started following me, and I was, I was too scared to. Ever, I was like, mm, I don't, I don't think I want to have that kind <laughs> of. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I, I don't think I could, I don't think I would have done well at all, like, because the guys are all like alpha, like alpha males. I totally don't view myself as like an alpha male at all. I'm getting like hot flashes just like thinking about like <laughs> being, <laughs> being on there. I was like, I, yeah, I, I'll find my wife another way. But anyways, so I did. It worked out. But yeah, it's it's been around forever, forever. Oh yeah. So, all right. So we're season 24 right now. That's what we said, right? Yeah. Season 24. So yeah, it's been around for, gosh, I mean, a while. So anyway, so Alea (laughs) has had such a unique and interesting story to learn about. And she's been able to overcome so many obstacles to achieve so many personal and professional accolades. And one thing to take away from Alea's story is her ability to continuously take on new challenges despite whatever hardships come her way. And there may always be challenging circumstances, but these allow you to learn so much more along the journey. And for Alea, fear is clearly only a word in the dictionary, and she plans to keep it that way. Living with courage and accepting new opportunities has helped her become a quite successful businesswoman and pageant title holder at just the age of 24. It's crazy. Next time you turn on TV, flip through a magazine, or go into your local bookstore, look for Alea's face. There's a chance that she's going to be there too, and we look forward to see what Alea takes on next and send her wishes, well wishes, as she navigates her bachelor stardom. And we'll end with a quote from Alea herself. She says, Some of the most amazing people you will ever come across in this life are the ones who never let the bad change the good in them. 
Keep seeing the good in everyone and keep spreading your love without fear. The world needs more people like this, not less. Beautiful. And if you want to be featured uh, as a contestant for our next podcast, create a contestant profile with your information, hidden facts, and what makes you special. And then email support at Pageant Planet with the title Podcast Features so we can review your profile. And we'll let you know within 24 hours after you submitted if you are scheduled. And also a special shout out to Maria Giorlando for doing the research. Thanks for listening. And if you've received any benefit from the show or for ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. And until next time, take care. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.